Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 452nd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your tired host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my my early bird co-hosts, P. McGee and R. Sigma. I did that backwards today. You did. I was thrown off. I did it much (laughs) faster than usual, too. Um, But it's just so we can get to the point. We're here. We're here to bring you an exciting episode of a Pokemon podcast called Puckle. Of course, short for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. What else would it mean? Like people on Twitter have their thoughts. Uh, <laughs> one one guy just keeps tweeting at us, and I I like I don't know how to break it to him that we're not the organization he thinks we are. I think I finally muted him, but good. <laughs> like I feel a little bad every time he does. Like, do we let him know? <laughs> but uh, we talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between uh, and a little bit more. Sometimes we'll talk about how Thatch likes to mod retro video game consoles for no reason. It's semi Pokemon related. I play Pokemon. I play Pokemon Game Boy Advance games on a modded Game Boy Advance pretty often, like more so than I should. I, I do that a lot. That's fun. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I like it. Uh, I want to get into there's a new mod that they have out. Where they like have an IPS screen that you can put into your Game Boy Advance. The only problem is that one's a little bit more involved in terms of modifying the Game Boy Advance shell. We're talking like OG Game Boy Advance. We're not talking SP. Get that get that out of here. I have adult sized <laughs> hands. <laughs> and so they have an IPS mod where you can put like an IPS screen into your into your Game Boy Advance. But the problem with the IPS screen, well, problem in quotes, is that it's bigger than the original Game Boy Advance screen. And so you have to oh, like that's you, right. you have to like cut out more of the shell to fit the screen in so you can see the whole thing and you have to get a special glass lens for it and like all this other nonsense i remember you telling me about this before i've been thinking That's, about it i've been thinking yeah about it sounds it. cool the only one that i've done so far is i've just taken like the old game boy advance sp screens and thrown them in the actual game boy advance that's the only that's the only mod i've done so far i've been looking into it though uh, the other one i was thinking about doing was like doing a game boy color one but honestly i I don't know why this is because like the Game Boy Color was my first console uh, as a child, and Same. like I feel I feel zero nostalgia for it, like zero. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the games were kind of just outdated. Yeah, I like I. I don't. I don't disagree. <laughs> I do not. Disagree. I think I think the, honestly the difference for me at this point is that I can just go play Red, Blue, Yellow, Gold, Silver, Crystal on my 3DS. Yep, and. It'll transfer to modern hardware. I can get them into bank and then inevitably get them into home from there. Mm -hmm. And I think I think that's my biggest problem is that I can do that. 
but I can't, uh, but I can't do that with like the Game Boy Advance games, right? Uh, the Game Boy Advance games, like you, I can't play those on my 3DS. I can't play Leaf Green, Fire Red on there. Um, honestly, I always remember the Sevi Islands being cooler than they actually are. They are not that great. <laughs> they just aren't that great. Just throwing it out there. I, I, I've felt the same thing where you go there. It's like, these are deep. Oh, wait, no, they're not. They are not. <laughs> no. They are absolutely They're like not. two routes, two routes with maybe a small dungeon. Twelve-year-old yeah. me was very impressed by them. Yes, that is a good answer. <laughs> I was very impressed by them when I was twelve, and I, Ruby and Sapphire, I still think hold up really well. I think Ruby Sapphire, yes. Emerald particularly holds up very well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Emerald especially. Uh, Emerald definitely holds up very well. I I appreciate Emerald uh, as just a game in general. It's a it's a good time. I mean, it got to the point where like I was looking into um, getting like read writers for my Game Boy Advance cartridges. Like I'm getting to that point where you can like uh, you can hook it up to your PC and then you can inject saves onto your carts. Mm. That way, that way you could do something like the uh, like the Mew. Deoxys Islands and the Mew and stuff like that. That would be one. I do. I do feel really disappointed. Like I remember back in the day, just thinking about like all of the like events that are all in the game, but you need to go somewhere to get those items, and that being mm. a pain. I miss. I I I don't know if I miss those exactly. I don't know. I just like them being I just like them being events that weren't just like after a certain time they're just like yeah it's there forever now hey <laughs> Magirna is there forever and I'm not sure how I feel about that one uh that's because of Magirna as a Pokemon but uh <laughs> as, as like as as just like a nominal like for events in general I really just like having Magirna. Uh, I'm not. I like. I like the way Magirna is handled. It's just because it's just yes, like, oh, you I can like get it forever. I like. I like that that's handled that way. The way I would have really liked to see it handled, um, instead, because like this is this is goes back to like the conversation that Lenny and I will just like go and repeat over and over again. Is just like mythicals aren't awesome anymore. No, they like aren't. I think Zarude is the epitome of that. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> Zarude Zarude's just like Zarude like. It's one of those things where it's just like, this is the straw on the camel's back because you just made, like, a terrible Pokemon. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, why? Why? Like, it's not even a Pokemon I want. Like, Magirna? Cool. It looks like it could have some story. Zarude, I I literally don't care. No. Like, I don't care. What's worse is, like, Zarude's Pokedex entries, like, at least on the official Pokemon website, already talk about it, like, living in groups of Zarude. And so it's like, well, it's not even a cool Pokemon. It's just something that we just forgot to add to the Pokedex. Like, <laughs> like this isn't fun. I don't care. They they took away, like, the mystery with Zarude, and, like, that was all my- mythical Pokemon had for it, by the way. They, they, like, had a mystery associated with them. And then it's just poof, gone. Like, even Zeraora, they handled that really well, the mystery aspect. Yeah. I mean, they kind of stopped after Gen 5 with doing, like, the in-game stuff, like, where you'd go to, like, the locations or things like that. And it just became, like, a guy – it became an NPC at the Pokemart that just handed you a uh, – Yeah. I think that was what Gen 6 did, and that was brutal. It's like, here's, here's a bottle for your little uh, genie thing. Yep, here's a bottle for your Hoopa. It, it, yeah, I did not like a lot of what Gen 6 did with that. Gen 5 even, I think Gen 5 kind of was the start of that as well. I think yeah. Gen 5 had too many, and they just didn't know how to distribute all of them. Gen 5 did a really good job. No, every every region... Meloetta. Well, Meloetta. Okay, okay, so let me explain. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gen 5 um, followed in Gen 4's footsteps, because like, Gen 4 had like the like the three... 
or uh, technically four like distributions that you had to get. Um, one was Manaphy, which was done really cool, by the way. Gen four mm-hmm. was the last generation I think was marketed very well. Um, because if you were a Pokemon fan, you just kept getting like drips of Gen four throughout Gen three, which was super, 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 super cool. I, I just think that was the coolest thing. I mean, part of it was probably the delay, though, right? I don't know if there was a delay. There wasn't a huge delay. Like, if you think about... Diamond and Pearl were delayed a little bit. Uh, okay, but if you look at, like, generation spacing, generation spacing's kind of been pretty consistent outside of Gen 1, Gen 2. Mm. But even if you think about, like, the conceptualization of Gen 1 to, like, when we got Gen 2, that's... It kind of fits. It's like every three years. Mm -hmm. Every three years. It's pretty... It's pretty regular. It's pretty regular. Because if you look at the... We're going to use Japanese release dates because those are the ones that actually matter. But you get, like, if we ignore Gen 1 and we don't... Uh, Gen 2 came out in, I think, 99 or 2000, pretty close to it, in, in Japan. And then probably 2000, because we probably got it in 2001. I don't remember the exact release date, don't quote me. And then after Gen 1, or after Gen 2, it was 2003, we got Ruby and Sapphire, right? And then, it, and I think uh, it was actually 2002 in Japan, because it, yeah. it was 2003 in the U.S., um, but then from Ruby and Sapphire to Diamond and Pearl, it was 2006 in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then from 2006 to, I think it was 2009. That sounds right. No, 2010. It was 2010 for oh. black and white. So it used to be four years. I apologize. And then every three to four, not bad. Then 2013. Now we're on this regular cycle where it's 2013 on oh, 2016 on oh, 2019. And then obviously 2022 feels like it's the na- next natural step. Yeah. We can talk about that. I, I, I could see with Sword and Shield just like things being flopped on their head, but I think the Pokemon money machine does not allow for that. Yes. We'll talk, we'll talk about that more so in the, uh, in, in the topic though today. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I would ask you guys what you're up to if you want to do that real quick. If you, if you want to, you don't um, have to do that. Nothing much, just gym leading, and I got master rank last season. So that was cool. Ooh, I heard like the rewards are pretty good for like Arborite. I heard 30. I think it was. Yeah, I heard. that's solid. Armorite, and then 600 BP, which is essentially just BP ups and at random uh, mints as you need them. I'm OK with that. I'm OK Ball with caps. that, though. Like, I have so much BP this this game compared to any other game. It's very nice to get it from battling. They handle it so well. I have so many thousands of it. I don't know what to do with it anymore. They, they handled like- it so well. They've just handled it so well, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No complaints. Mm-hmm. I got 1200 to claim today. I need to go claim. Yeah, Do you get 30 Arborite per? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I, need I got 60, to, I need 60 actually, Arborite and 1,200. Oh, I, need to, I need to actually sit down and, like, grind that out again. Uh, it's not too bad if you find a good team. VGC, yeah, obviously. I obviously haven't found a team. I haven't found a team I absolutely love. Yeah. So. We, we could just wait for that Ground Tundra meta. <laughs> we'll I mean, see. There, there are some fun Pokemon coming. Yeah, back, I want to so. get back. I want to get my VGC chops back. That's like the big thing for me. I want to get the VGC chops back. I used to have them back in like 2018. Uh, no, yeah, it was 20. No, was it 2018? Yeah, it was 2018. I I did well in 2018. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was the one. That was the one I performed. Uh, <laughs> it was the it was the one where I felt a little bad because I took 80 CP for some kid. <laughs> but uh, I. I was just like, wow, I could probably go to Worlds if I really tried. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was, uh, I, I would love to, uh, I would love to get back to the point where, like, I feel like I could do that again. I don't want to do that again. I have no desire. 
Yeah, it really depends on me for me if I can find a team that I really enjoy playing that I just want to play. And I haven't found that yet. No, I haven't either. Even then, I just don't like outside of COVID. I don't even know that I would want to go to tournaments. I'm going to be completely honest. Mm. Like, I'm a little over it. Uh, I'm a little over it. I'm liking our puckle tournaments better. One a week. Just find a good time. It's much more. Yeah, I think more relaxing. I think the I think the puckle community is really good, like relaxed place. Like I, I could totally understand if you want to go to those tournaments, but I I'm completely over it. I I did my one regional and I was kind of done, you know. <laughs> like I just wanted to do it to say I did it once, right? Like yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to do it to say I did it once and then be like, yep, dreams over. And so I I, I did that um, back in 2018. And it was just like, yep, that was fun, cool. Uh, don't need to do that again. Like going to nationals is different though, because like there's fun side events and stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess it's a good place to stop. We'll go kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. In the news, we have pretty much nothing. Yay! This is Yay. like, this is like, this feels like 2014 all over again. Or 2015. Summer this feels like 20, this, 2015 was the roughest year when we were trying to do the podcast because that was the, that was the year in between Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and Sun and Moon. And that was, nothing was announced. That was the longest time in Pokemon history between a game release and an announcement for a new game. Fun fact. Oh, yeah. Fun no, I, fact. I remember that just from like a enjoying Pokemon perspective. Of yeah. It being a very it was a very it was a very dry time. time. It was a very dry time. I, w- I would equate that kind of. But we know in like a, in like a month or two, we're going to get some Crown Tundra news. Well, and we we're back to side games again, too, which helps like that. Oh, that yeah. Was like I love that era where they just like abandoned side games. So we're at least back to that. I think it was yeah. because they really pushed their mobile strategy. I think they it were yes. the weekly mobile series. Game. Yeah, it's I like, think I think the mobile strategy yeah. was what shoved things away from like traditional things like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon and mm-hmm. like we're getting Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap is going to sell stupid well, by the way. Oh, like, I'm so excited! It's going to sell stupid well. Like those guys, those guys made a mistake not putting that on the Wii U. Like that would have been a system seller. I'm not going to lie. Oh, oh, absolutely for sure. To be fair, they're not even making it though. So yeah, that's true. Like, that's like, true. <laughs> they're letting bandai namco do they, that they didn't so. make they didn't make the first pokemon snap either though mm. the first pokemon snap was developed by hal laboratory oh that's right yeah they just had to find somebody to make it though yeah and now they did so. yep all right so them. let's jump into actual news that's happening um so the wild area has shifted and is now promoting cat get get it. we just did rock and steel now we're doing water and ground Ooh, that doesn't feel like a big, that doesn't feel like a big shift, and it feels really disappointing. <laughs> right? I mean, they're out of like uh, they're out, out of things. Gigantamax. Yeah, they're out of Gigantamax to promote, so it's kind of like uh, we're gonna do some types now. I feel like they shot themselves in the foot on that one. I kind of wish they did just like the Waylord event with all of these mm. ones. It's like That'd here's be cool. your two percent shiny Pokemon that you can hunt for for the month. That's a because, good way to improve it. Yeah, like. Just here's a random shiny. Just enjoy the month trying to hunt for that. Especially because their current shiny hunting method is garbage. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I, th- I like that a lot. I like that a lot. 
that was really fun with the Weight Lord event. And I think yes. that should be just a regular addition to the rotation. I, I absolutely agree with that. Nintendo, or, just, or not Nintendo, TPCI, just take the note. You can put it down in your little notepad. I, I know I know. there's one guy that listens, okay? There's one guy. He listens. He listens. Um, he's not very high up in the food chain, but maybe one day he will be, okay? Uh, <laughs> this will push him up there. This will push him up there. We got, we're getting you ideas for your career, okay? <laughs> uh, all right. We'll, uh, keep going, McGee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the final episode of Twilight Wings is supposed to come out on August 6th. I don't think we know what it's about yet, so stay tuned. It's probably little Tommy meeting up with Leon. I, I'm assuming it's, it's just the conclusion. That. It's just going to be like the first episode where it's going to pay off and it's going to be like, hey, he sees Leon and this is cool. Wow. Thanks. It's just how depressing do they want to get with it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can watch the whole 30 minute collection afterwards. They don't tie together really well. That hurts me that you just said that it's all the whole collection is 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about what it is. I think it's five per episode, more or less. And that just makes me really sad. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man, it's only thir- I waited seven months for 30 minutes of content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> that really hurts. But you got Dugong and Galar like. He's not, oh, it's yeah. still not even there, by the way. <laughs> it's still not even there. <laughs> but you got to see him. That's all that's important. Yeah, we got to see Dugong and Galar, uh, the most factually incorrect uh, man. I, I love that they apologize for that before they apologize for Dexit in general. That was- <laughs> I, I guess I guess the reason they had to apologize is because they know it wasn't coming. Yeah. <laughs> ever yeah it's just not well as at least of right as of right now but yeah, it's yeah. it's currently not in the plans <laughs> all right uh keep going sigma uh poke ndx is still available for free for like the next day or so so if you have a nintendo switch online yeah, yeah. tuesday yeah and it is 30 percent off until the 11th yeah yeah play it and see if you care because i was like yeah i'm probably gonna get it finally and then i played it and it's like no never no i remember this so. game it wasn't good. <laughs> I remember playing this on the Wii U. I remember this like game. It wasn't that good. Okay, again. cool. Uh, Zero Aura, Wigglytuff, and Slowbro have been spotted as playable characters for the least controversial Pokemon game to ever be released, Pokemon Unite. <laughs> There's some weird picks. I'm okay with it because you have like essentially a roster of 900 Pokemon you can choose from. And Mega Evolution's there. Come on, guys. Like, what? I'm, I'm so upset. <laughs> everywhere but the main game. How is it everywhere but the main game? Like, this is stupid. You, like, put Dynamax in. Like, you could be like, oh, they got big, and this is a cool mechanic for this MOBA. And it's like, no, no, we went with classic Mega Evolution because that's the one everybody likes. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm it's done. a lot easier to design around for them. I can't blame them. <laughs> uh, it definitely is. It's a really good mechanic that they should have just built on instead of abandoning. Mm-hmm. But I digress. I'll let McGee talk about about the next online rank series. Yes. Uh, so we've hit August now. So it's a new series of online rank battle, which is exactly the same as the last month because there's nothing new that hasn't been that has been released. So anything you brought last month, you can bring this month. But make sure to claim your rewards because, uh, as we were mentioning before, that Armorite Ore is pretty nice if you hit Master. I think it's like 30 per. Uh, I've mm-hmm. got singles yep. and doubles. So go claim all that and then go get Master again. 
That's about all there is to say on it. So I would have been so okay with them just like leaking in. So like the, the, the obvious problem that we have is like they ran out of content for raids, right? Yes. Yes. And we're not even a year into the life of the game, which is more disappointing, I think. So they haven't run out yet. They could, and we, this will get to our, our monthly Patreon thing. They could yeah. start doing things like the Swords of Justice. That's not going to happen. Things, That's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen, but yeah, there, there are, the there are a already. few things left. Like, like the Swords of Justice isn't going to happen because, um, this is like, this is like a quote unquote spoiler, I guess, for Crown Tundra, but in the data mine for, uh, Isle of Armor, they had like, um, there's a lot of Crown Tundra left over in it. Uh, they didn't scrub it all out. And there is actually, um, they have like chapters of like sequences of like legendary events you can go to. And mm-hmm. one of them actually references the Musketeer trio. Uh, and there's like, well, it's not, no, it's like, it's like if you complete everything in Crown Tundra, they, like, there's an extra event to go get the Musketeer, Musketeer trio. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the quartet, like Keldeo is involved too. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, oh. I, so like, I'm all for demythicaling mythicals. Um, like, like yes. I really like the Delta, the Delta episode in Omega Ruby Alpha yes. Sapphire where Deoxys essentially is no longer a mythical, right? And I, I love that kind of stuff and I hope they keep that up. Let them be special for like a gen or two yes. and then be like, here they are. <laughs> yes. I mean, Keldeo has been special for like 10 years. It's about time. Yep. The thing is, Keldeo is not even special. It has the same stat spread as the other ones. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah. it's not even special. It doesn't have the... Landorus has more stats than Keldeo does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Sigma, tell me about Pokemon Go today. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Dragon Week's happening right now. I believe it That's goes exciting. the... That's very yeah, exciting, actually. Lots of Dratini. It has uh, a, it has a special research, too. I love special researches, by the way, in Pokemon Go. That's my favorite yes. thing. <laughs> this has been my favorite new thing that I hope they just keep doing, but they won't. I like the pressure of time. The pressure of time feels real nice. I like it because, and also because they make them not terribly hard to complete. Mm-hmm. No, this one is literally just one, one, like it's just one section. Yeah. It's like three things total. And then you get, I think a Dratini, unless it's a rolling thing for a different. No, dragon. no, it, it's got like five things. There's a dino. There's a, there's a guaranteed dino encounter in it. I think oh. there's two dinos, but yeah. It didn't let me do anything it, after the first. That's weird. Uh, sometimes you have to shut off the app and open it again. Oh, um, it's a well, little now I have to check. Yeah, it's a lot of the quests are like catching dragons. One of them is do a raid. That's the one I'm stuck on right now because it's okay. raining today. So I don't know if I'll get around to it. Maybe I'll see if Scron has a raid. I can join something. Uh, maybe I could do it. I could. I, I get a couple from my house. I could probably invite you to yeah. one. Yeah, like if I can find a Rayquaza to join. It's like uh, I heard Rayquaza isn't too hard if you have good ice types. By the way, oh, uh, yeah. I I heard if you have good ice types. Um, this is from this is from my 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 buddy Mark. Hi, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he he told me he said if you have a if you have two people with really good ice types you can probably you could probably duo the raid. That's good. That makes me wish I got a Kyrem. Yeah. So that just just keep that in mind. Um but yeah, I haven't seen the research, but the research I believe is um yeah, it's 5 pages. But it's like power oh, up good. 5 Pokémon, make 5 nice throws, catch 3 dragon types. Like come on, this is easy stuff. I believe this the 5th page is all collect item or collect the yeah. things for having done all the other four so oh, okay not that bad. well that's good and there are two dino encounters involved so which if you is haven't gotten a dino yeah so th- that means i mean i haven't done it yet i'm gonna probably start doing it right after we're done recording today i kind of wish one of them was a gibble but sure uh well they did the, they did the gibble thing they did a lot of gibble for uh for yeah. go fest well gibble's out right now during this event yeah that's true yeah, i've already run into gibble it's just one. rare so they're not too hard to find yeah yeah i haven't seen one yet but they're out there uh, and the most important dragon type is also in raids, Snivy. 
Woo. Yep. That's nice. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, let's move on with uh, move on. Magic Carp is the next community day to be held on August 8th. Um, <laughs> Gyarados will learn Aqua Tail. And you can get a, you can pay a dollar to give Niantic more money to catch more Magikarp because you need more Magikarp. Yep, uh, I did it for the C dot, and I was like, "This is what it is. This is dumb." I mean, if it's a better Pokemon, I could see reason for it, like a Gibble. I would, I would pay the. Dollar I for like it. it. I the only reason I like the the one dollar research is because, um, like with the six hours, I think it like it just puts a lot of stress on me to be like, "Oh man, I should really be playing for six hours to get the most out of the day." But if I buy the research and then you complete it, like you've already caught like 80 of the Pokemon at that point by the time you complete the research. And then I'm just like, and well, then you complete the research and you feel like you've quote unquote one community day and you can go home and feel (laughs) like you're okay. Like for me, it's more of that at the psychological level. I just like being able to fully evolve like a good one and a shiny one. If I can do that, it's a successful day. Yeah, that's usually all I want. But like that's going to be hard with Magikarp. Like that's going to be crazy hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a particular... I mean, this is good for me. I have 1,100 items, and I only have room for 850, so this yeah. is a good way to burn through some Pokeballs. This is this is also really just good for new players. Like, if you haven't played before, especially because, like, the Mew research requires you to evolve a Magikarp. Um, oh, that's yeah. true. And so, like, if you're a new player, like, this is this is really... This is a boon. Yeah. Megas are on their way, and we don't know how that's going to work either. Yeah. <laughs> it, might be, uh, it might be worth just collecting some candy. Don't talk about Megas, okay? Don't. I don't want to talk about how it's in every aspect of the Pokemon franchise, but the one that it should be in, okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, tell me more, though, about Pokemon Go, uh, Pete Mickey. Yeah. Um, so, finally, after... a very bland months, we have an exciting breakthrough research for August, and that's going to be Scraggy. So if you haven't gotten your Scraggy all the way evolved to a Scrafty, this is the month to do it. Yeah. I'm personally excited, at least. I mean, what was it last time? Trapinch and then something something bland before It was Larvitar that. this past time. I oh, I already... Larvitar. But I've, I've had Larvitar for like four okay, years. Okay, so. so the difference between that and this is, again, like... People like I guess you're not you're not complaining, but some people complain on like Reddit and stuff. They're yeah. just like, oh, it's just lame. And I'm like, yeah, but people got into the game after 2016, and, and like, I don't I mind mean, the shuffle. Like I, yeah. I don't mind them backtracking. It would just be nice a better split. So like one month you go something that's been out for a while and people might have missed on, and then mm-hmm. kind of go back to Gen Five. Like Gen Five has enough Pokemon. We should be having more content coming out for them each month. Yeah, I think the I think the more interesting thing in general is just like. Yeah, they they're handling it okay. I, I'm not upset with yeah. the way they're handling it, uh, but like, no, I'm not upset. I I think that um, I, I don't know. Like, this is the way they're handling it's okay in my book. Like, it, it's given people who who want to just jump into the game a chance to actually catch up to everybody else. Like, oh, absolutely, they, yeah. Uh, they, like, that's why the jumpstart research exists, and it, it's just uh, it's it's just really good to do it like the way I I I'm not mad. I I think the no, thing that we're all no, upset no. about. Yeah. I think the thing I'm more upset about than anything else is the fact that um, legends are gone. So it's <laughs> those are gone right now in general because the way they were doing the legend distributions was through Giovanni. Oh, and like yeah. they were supposed to be done with the dogs back in April, and they froze Giovanni because of COVID because they didn't know how to handle rockets. And now they figured it out. And they figured it out. The balloons are a great, a great way to yeah. do. I it. love the balloons. Balloons are fine. I, I I adore those. Yeah, I think it's a great. I think it's a great option. I still feel like a legendary should be like an every three month thing or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not, to I beat don't Giovanni, to beat Giovanni, you need like good teams. So it's yes. not really a beginner friendly way to give legendaries. Yes, I agree with that. Whereas the that. breakthrough was a 
good way to give legendaries for new players. Yeah, I, I don't know how good I would be at uh, at Pogo if I hadn't spent years like collecting Pokemon that are good. Yeah. They are doing a good job right now of giving out the pseudos. So like yeah. the breakthrough research or what is it? The kickstart research, whatever you want to call it came yeah, out yeah. last month again. Um, so that was available. You could get, so you could get Tratini, Larvitar was out. Metagross yeah. was a reward for the battle league for a while. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Gibble's out right now and Bagon are out right now with the dragon week. So people have good access to a lot of the pseudos, yeah. which is actually very nice. Talk so, about disappointing from going to, from, uh, Metagross to like Pidgeot as your battle. Right? I know. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't seen a Pidgey in forever. It's like sure it has a Mega, but this is also true. I haven't seen a Pidgey in so long in Go. I mean, that was the old way of trying to level yourself up in Go. Yeah, just collecting as many Pidgey as you could and just evolving them all mm-hmm. at once with an egg. I remember those friendship. Days. Those are those were dark days. Those were dark days <laughs> before research. Before research, it was bad. All right, so uh, keep going, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we got spotlight hours have been announced for August, which are you know always every Tuesday from I think seven to eight or six to seven. I think it's six to seven. Six to seven local time. Uh, so for this month, we've got Horsey on August fourth with two times catch candy, uh, Sableye on August eleventh for two times transfer candy because you know you're going to transfer him. <laughs> you only need one. Uh, <laughs> Venipede on August eighteenth for two times evolution experience. That's exciting. And then. That is exciting. And then finally rounding it out, Geodude on August 25th for two times catch Stardust because, again, that's also you don't exciting. really need Geodude, but that's some motivation to catch him. The Stardust is, the Stardust is good. good. I love this, though. That's also a good idea. Yeah. Uh, take us home, Sigma. I think there's only one thing left. Yep. Due to server issues, Niantic is going to be holding a makeup event on August 16th for ticket holders. For GoFest. 11 to 2- for GoFest ticket yeah, holders. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. They're going to have the rotating uh, habitats again. For just so. fire, water, and friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe also they said that there's going to be a free box for them. Oh! For remote raid passes. I'm into it. Fun, fun. Like, there's going to be, like, two free remote raid passes, I think. I yeah, no, what, I was, I got, I got screwed because, like, uh, mine froze up and wouldn't let me get, like, the free box the first day. I had to wait until the second day. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I did go fast. It was okay. I, that's how I described it. It was okay. <laughs> That seemed okay. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay. I wouldn't say it was great. It was okay. All right. So a couple of puckle news items. This has been a long news segment, so I'll get through this very quickly. Um, ne- this month, it's August now. You can get the shiny three musketeers and regular Keldeo over on our Patreon. Um, all of that information is in our Discord. But if you're a member of Patreon, you can go and join it. Which ones are at ten dollars and which ones are at five dollars? Shiny Musketeers are the $10, but you get your regular Keldeo for 5 Perfect. There we go. Um, And then uh, Summer League is also still happening, by the way. Um, There are only two weeks left, so please come and get the badges if you haven't already. In addition to that, on our Etsy store at etsy.com slash shop slash buckle podcast, you can buy these badges for yourself. Even if you didn't get them all, they just look cool. I I think this has been like the coolest dream that Puckle has ever had. Um, By Puckle, I mean Thatch. Is to have like <laughs> a, our own set of like badges that you can physically have, and so you can actually buy them on our Etsy store. And if you were a patron last year and you got the first five, you can pick up the uh, the new five. In addition to that, or you could just buy all ten again. I don't know. Uh, there's also Puckle Playmats over there. People who filled out the sheet and didn't buy them yet, they're over there. And I mean, if you didn't fill out the sheet, feel free to to punish those people because it's been up for a week and a half. They've had their chance. Uh, all right, but with that. We can go ahead and kick it on over to the Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge.
and welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Fimiki and R Sigma are going to be together as a team today, answering five Pokemon themed trivia questions from our Discord server. You can go ahead and jump them over in there. We really appreciate it. It gives us cool questions and it gives these guys a chance to really to really pick their brain. This part of the show has uh, five Pokemon themed trivia questions. Like I said, each worth one point. There's one question that's worth multiple points. Depends on how badly they do, how many points it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, just know that it comes out to a possible point total of six with all of the questions. And know that they can, of course, use a... Uh, actually, I think it's... Oh, I changed it. It's seven now. You can get a possible total of seven points now. Oh, yeah. Pokedex boost. Pokedex has changed. Because that's what I think we're both bad at Pokedex, so it's fine. <laughs> we're adding a point to Pokedex. <laughs> if you can get it with one entry, you get two points. If you need an extra entry, it's one point. And you don't get to choose when I read the second entry. I just decided if you've struggled enough. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually an extra point this round. You are in a race with your fellow co-host to a race of 30. Whoever gets there first gets a $20 credit to Pokemon Center. We'll get you your Pokemon stuff. You can also win yourself by submitting a question. If you submit a question... You'll be put into a raffle to for a $20 credit over to AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for all of your anime nerds' needs. You should also just check it out in general. We are, of course, going to go ahead and begin our trivia questions. Our trivia question, our first one, is going to be from Coil Builder VGC. What was the first Pokemon confirmed to be added to the main series games due to outside Pokemon media, i.e. movies, anime, manga? Hmm. Uh... Because it would, I don't think it's Ho-Oh, because Ho-Oh was, I think, originally in the plans, and then they, or is Ho-Oh like what you're actually looking for, where it's the Pokemon that showed up somewhere else first, and then ended up in the games? Um, There's Togepi. Togepi could be it. Togepi Uh, shows up. Um, That's the only, that's the first Gen 2 to officially show up. Yeah, I don't, Meryl, I don't think is the case. No, Togepi existed before Meryl and Snubble and all them. Um, so Togepi is ahead of them. Anime, and in, in the terms of the anime, I think Togepi is the first confirmed with a name that shows up. That's not mm. Gen 1. Okay. Outside of that, I don't know. I, never, I haven't read the manga, so I don't know if something shows up there first. Uh, unless there's like a Marticoon. I don't, they haven't fused the birds yet, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, I'll defer to you if you have other thoughts. I, I I haven't. I don't think the trading card game would have released something first. Just like I don't think Ash Cap Pikachu counts either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Togepi is all that I can think of right now. Yeah, Unless- that's that's fine. I'm I'm fine with check. I'm fine with selecting Togepi. I'm going to take that as an answer just due to the way the question's worded, because the way I was given the question, it's it's been confirmed in blog post translated by Dr. Lava that Takeshi Shudo was the uh, head writer of the start of the anime and sole writer for the first three movies, made Lugia for the Pokemon the movie 2000. I think it should be a Pokemon that was made for other media outside of Pokemon. Uh, I think it was uh, mm-hmm. I think it was an oddly worded question. Uh, I'll, give, I mean, I'll give you the point. We were considering those things, so I'll we were, we were in the ballpark at least. I'll give you the point. Thanks. Okay, so our next question is going to be from uh from Ten Little Men. Ten Little Ooh, Men. It's been a while. Yes. Back in Generation Three, Jirachi was obtained via the Coliseum bonus disc in the USA. However, this distribution did not happen in Europe or Australia. How did you get Jirachi in Europe slash Australia? I know this one. Perfect. I don't. Because, 
<laughs> I think we were talking about it a few weeks ago. We did ago, talk about it. I remember like, you talking about it with me. <laughs> Stupid Pokemon channel. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason that game exists. That's the only way you can justify its existence. I swear. We were talking about how awful that game was. And it's like, well, I guess it's less awful in Europe because you get the <laughs> You get nothing in the U.S. Yes. It's absolutely useless. <laughs> so, yes, it, it is, in fact, a Pokemon Channel on Game... You have to... By beating, in quotes, Pokemon Channel on GameCube. This was done by watching all of the episodes of the Pichu Bros in Party Panic. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve a Jirachi for that. You deserve a Jirachi for torturing yourself. There's not even, like, a reason to play that game in the U.S. There's no reason. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, why didn't they give a Celebi through that or something? Like, Japan got Celebi, didn't they? Yes. For their bonus discs? Yes. I, think. I believe so. Okay, so our next question is your Pokedex entry question. Uh, like I said, if you get it within the first entry, you get uh, you get two points. If I need to hand you an extra dex entry, because sometimes you guys ride the struggle bus, uh, and you get it correct, it just goes down to one point. This is from Archiel27. It's Pokemon X entry reads, it usually lives deep in the mountains. However, hunger may drive it to eat railroad tracks and cars. Who's that Pokemon? Hmm. Oh? <laughs> At first I was thinking Clefable, because I thought that was going to go to like some sound thing, but then this is not Clefable, so. I don't know. Nom nom nom. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it being a Durant, maybe. Durant? Because, <gasps> like, it seems like something that would eat. Railroad There's it's weird that Heatmore is not in the deck entry, yeah. but I don't think it's in everyone. I think it's in like half of them. So There's something I remember like eating steel, uh, but I can't think of it. Uh, it wouldn't be like an Axew, would it? That – so I was thinking like – I was thinking something like that actually. With, like, I feel Axio. like that has something to do with tusks. So. That's, that's Fracture is with the tusks. I don't think it would be Haxorus. Haxorus can't no. actually get down there. Axu's on my mind. I don't think it's Durant. Wait, where do you find Durant in games usually? In the mountains. That's why I remembered it. I, I'm thinking of the uh, east side of the XY game where – because Durants are what I usually grinded levels on in that game. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I'm fine with going Durant. I really don't know. I was just thinking Axu for um, whatever reason, but I, I'm not so – I'm notoriously bad <laughs> with Pokedex entries, so I wouldn't lean on me. I'm going to hand you the second one. Because you guys are riding the struggle bus. Okay. <laughs> it's Pokemon Sapphire entry reads. Oh. Okay, it's Pokemon so it's Sapphire entry reads. This Pokemon, <laughs> uh, it actually says the Pokemon's name, but this Pokemon has a body of steel with one all-out charge. This Pokemon can demolish even a heavy dump truck. The destroyed dump truck then becomes a handy meal for this Pokemon. Who's that? So Pokemon? I'm feeling Laron. I was going to say, feeling, is this like Laron or Agron going on? This sounds like them. Uh, I'm feeling like a Laron, maybe an Agron. I could go with Laron. I feel like Laron's a good. Yeah, I feel like Laron's the kind of thing that would eat the tracks because it's yeah. near the ground. Yeah, I buy that. Which one? Laron. Laron. Laron's incorrect, but I'll give you the point because it's the same family. Okay. It is Aaron. <laughs> I didn't think that was gonna go after dump trucks. It's the little, it's the little baby Aaron. He he likes to eat heavy dump trucks. <laughs> when I heard it was tackling dump trucks, I'm like, "There's no way." You guys get a point for that. Though. We'll give you a point. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right, our next question is uh, is your is your question with the bonus point. We only need one with two answers, but we've got one with 
bunch of answers. So this next one's going to be from Sleeve McDykel. There are four answers to this question. I guess I'll only need two. Mm-hmm. If you get extras, bragging rights, sure. Cool. And what are the four moves with only three characters in their name? Three characters in their name. Cut. Fly and dig. Okay, that's two. Cut, dig, fly. So right yeah, to the first. Right. Good job, guys. Good job. Mm-hmm. We did it. All right. The the one you did not get is hex. Ah, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that one. Close enough. Yeah, okay. I'm fine. Just with I'm the fine. field moves. <laughs> you got two points for that though. So you guys are uh, you guys are five for four right now so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna read this next one from liger himself the man who put together this trivia for us and he wants to know this is your base stat question as always what not fully evolved pokemon has the highest special defense stat okay um porygon 2 solid Uh, i think there's something no i'm sure there's something higher i'm just baselining it um, so it has to beat porygon 2 it wouldn't be cosmoam right i don't think that it's not that crazy high is it uh, it's like 135. Oh, wow. Okay. It might be Cosmo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else is there that's real. I'm trying to think if there's some kind of Onyx-like Pokemon for special defense. Yeah, it's not Chansey. It's... You do still have the hint as well, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah, I used that. You want to use it? We can cash it, technically. Oh, yeah, we have. We so, you, can, you, can get, you can get seven points today. Okay. Six uh, points, six points, because we, we only got one for the... Pokedex. Pokedex. You got two at your bonus point, though. So you would get seven total. It's a maximum oh, okay. total of eight now. We've ramped oh, up the difficulty okay. so that we're... We've ramped so it up. Okay. We're ramping up the I point see. values, the maximum point values. <laughs> I see. <laughs> we're giving you a free hint. That's the answer. We're giving you a That's free hint. That's the answer. <laughs> seven points is no longer impressive. <laughs> uh... So yeah, I'm leaning on Cosmo. I'm still. I'm trying to think. I of... don't think. I don't think there's some weird special defense sponge. Uh, Kadabra is uh, not crazy high. I'm trying to think of anything else. Gen one. I would have leaned towards uh, Duosion, maybe. I don't think. But it's... I think that's more HP than it is special defense. So is there something that loses a lot of defense when it evolves into like a ah nothing crazy like Porygon two? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to need an answer. I like Cosmo. Okay, we'll go with Cosmoum. Cosmoum is correct. Yeah! <laughs> Cosmoum has a base special defense stat of 131, just beating out Dusclops with base 130. Oh. Uh, that gives you guys seven points today, though, and so that shakes up our leaderboard. It shakes it up. Kind of like, uh, shake it off, shake it off. It does put you on top because nobody else is around. Let me see. You guys are winning the leaderboard right now in first place. And tied for third place is Lydian Sublime and Basket with five points. So, yeah, more to come next week, I guess. So you can get to 30. Keep sending those in. We really appreciate you guys sending in your uh, trivia questions. Uh, Yeah, we're going to take a short break and kick it on over to the topic. This week, we've got another cast box review. Uh, we've got one from Ironwalk75 that says, Absolutely amazing podcast. Great balance of all the aspects of Pokemon. Amazing host and varying co-host. Well made. Absolutely my favorite podcast of all time. Well, thank you for that. Leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts, and maybe we'll be right on the show. Until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be, I guess, a wish list for what we want from Pokemon in 2021 or just what we think is going to happen in 2021. I think I've said my idea several times on the show, but I'm going to get to say it again today. This is all kind of sparked because there was a there was a leak on 4chan, the most reliable source for news. <laughs> 
I'm going to put leak in quotes. Like, it's not a leak. Don't listen to this thing. No one believes This thing's really no, bad because it, it, people are just really hungry for video game news in general right now because we haven't yeah. gotten much of anything. Nintendo specifically. Yeah, Nintendo specifically. Nintendo hasn't said really anything at all in like the past few months. I think a lot of things were like almost done before COVID happened and they just weren't able to finish them on time and they're kind of scrambling. So this person put together a wish list instead. Some fun wish list. It's also like a very like Pokemon heavy wish list for a Nintendo Direct. That 100% like right there, like being as Pokemon heavy as it is tells me that it's it's not going to happen because Pokemon centric stuff like they describe here is typically a Pokemon Direct and not a Nintendo Direct. Yes. <laughs> you could have, like, one of these in isolation. Yes. You could have a couple of these that just get, like, tacked onto a Nintendo Direct, but typically the first one on the list is Detective Pikachu and Assistant Pichu coming in March 2021. Sure. Pokemon doesn't care about that. <laughs> Pokemon's like, sure, that was a movie. Okay, whatever. They're going to put that out. Yeah, sure. I don't care. That's that, that's probably the truest thing that could happen in this. <laughs> but, like, it gets more ridiculous as it goes on. And so, like, I want to say, matter of fact, like, this is false. This isn't going to happen the way that they say it is. And announces a Pokemon Direct? Maybe, but probably still not. Because mm-hmm. the next thing they list, get ready to uh, pull out your wish list. Pokemon Sun DX and Moon DX, which is a port of Sun and Moon, coming summer 2021. Summer 2021, when Pokemon hasn't released a game outside of November since 2013. 2014. 2013 was oh, October. Oh, yes, 2014. You're, you're correct. 2013 was the year that we had Zelda and Mario released yes. on the same yes. day. Oh, wow. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> what a great time to be alive. <laughs> That's how packed that year was. You had Mario and Zelda release on the same year, so Pokemon had to be in October. Well, 2013 wasn't great. Like, it wasn't good Mario that came out. Which Mario came out that year? Uh, I think it was 3D World, which is like the best Wii U. The, yes, but that's not saying anything. <laughs> it's still pretty good. All right. I, I think it's better than Sunshine, but... Uh, <laughs> I like Sunshine more than that. <laughs> okay, so with features from Sun and Moon, as well as the Ultra Games, a new story mode called Alolan Eclipse will come to the game, along with Sogaleo Lunala and a third Pokemon called Totacalypse. <laughs> <laughs> God, why is this news? Why is this happening? Like, this this circulated around the community, by the way. This, like, circulated. The sad thing is, it would have been so much easier for them to go for the Aura SDX, because that's actually been found in data, lo- data lo- mines. That was in the Pokemon Home thing. That would have been a much easier push. And even then, it I don't know if this is just, like, somebody who has a wish list or what. People are dumb on 4chan. How many times do they have to try to remake the Sun storyline anyway? Sun and Moon storyline. Like, we were okay with the first one. We didn't really like the second one. No. Why take a third stab at it in five years? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Go to a different series. To be fair, I'd much rather have a Lola now than, like, another Kanto. Absolutely. I'd prefer that over Kanto or Johto, but... Kanto V7. I'd like Johto. There's a bunch of regions that, like, they're just like, yeah, they exist. We did the remakes. We're done. I think Sinnoh is obviously, like, the candidate. Yeah. I We can talk about that in a little bit because, like, I think the likelihood of that happening is higher than – because, like, I think it was you, Linian, and myself that talked about the possibility of that game coming yes, out. Yes, yes. And I think since the last time we talked, I feel more confident that it's going to happen. Because I think that I think the last time we talked about that it was before the release of Isle of Armor. Yeah. So this is, I guess, minor spoilers for Isle of Armor because the Pokedex leak exists for Crown Tundra from the data mine. We know in the Pokedex what the Pokedex looks like in Crown Tundra, and in Crown Tundra they leave out a lot of like Gen Four stuff yeah. that you would Gen expect to be there compared to like what else was there because all of the fossil Pokemon are in Crown Tundra except for Rampardos and Bastiodon. <laughs> 
Which is fine because like they're they're not the good ones, ones, but like they are the worst ones. You put Kabuto and Ammonite in, so like yeah, Kabutops has seen some rain play. You're biased anyway because you like Cradley. Like you're biased. <laughs> Cradley is still good. It has Storm Drain. If you're going to do it, you might as well do all of them, if, but if they didn't do that. They also left out a lot of Gen 4 Mythicals. They left out a lot of Mythical Pokemon in general, mostly the ones that have multiple forms. Two of the um, Gen 4 Mythicals fall under that, both Arceus and Shaman. Maybe three if you count Fionn. <laughs> if Fionn's a form of Manaphy, maybe. But, like, they left out all of them. It's still two models you need. <laughs> they left out Manaphy, they left out Fionn, they left out Darkrai, they left out Shaman, they left out Arceus, which is semi-strange. When you could have at least put in Darkrai or something, right? Yeah, Darkrai is the weird one. Darkrai is the weird one they left out. They left out the fossils. I'm just becoming more and more like, I don't know, I'm putting my tinfoil hat on. It's time. They finished the decks with, you know, Gen 4 remakes or some kind of Gen 4 remake in some way. Like maybe they, they like launch yeah. like a DLC where you go to Sinnoh or something. I don't know. Or like a Sinnoh-esque region. You go to Shinjo Ruins or whatever type deal. That's the kind of thing. I don't know. I would love to see Gen 4 remakes come out and like they always have like the full Pokedex in them. As they come out, I would love for mm -hmm. that to happen. I don't feel confident. I think also remakes are a really good place to bring back Mega Evolution as opposed to Dynamax. Since we've already, we've already seen that happen, right? With Omega yeah. Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I think it's, I think with the way that Z moves and Dynamax particularly have been set up, it makes it hard to shove those into different regions. But the way Mega Evolution was set up is something that can transcend regions. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's been in four regions so far, so, like, it's not a hard push. I'm still super upset about that, by the way. But, okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to move on. There's something about Super Smash Brothers, like, Rillaboom's coming. Sure, probably not, but whatever. Very bland so. choice. I mean, the, the most bland one besides I mean, Cinderace as, like, a pick. So, it's a very... Honestly... I don't mind the idea of, like, Urshifu. Urshifu would be cool. The other thing they talked about was uh, Legend of Zelda Curse of the Wild development says it's coming out by 2022 at the latest. Sure, whatever. Uh, that's probably what's going to happen without COVID. Mario Kart, gold. Okay, nonsense. And then here's all the Pokemon stuff that we're getting. Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow will be added to the eShop the same day as the Nintendo Direct. Pokemon Gold, Silver, Crystal will release two weeks after that. And then Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald will release one month after that. And it's just like, no. I mean, I wouldn't mind that, right? Like, those those being released is fine. Not this year. The difference between us saying that and, like, a normal person, like, a person that does Pokemon casually who would definitely buy these games, right? They buy them because mm -hmm. they want they want Pokemon Blue on their Switch because they love that when they were eight, right? Mm -hmm. Like us, yeah, we're going to buy them when they come out. Sure. 100%, right? Problem is that spacing is way too close. Very close. That's way too close. I guess the consideration is we've already had um, red, yellow, blue, gold, silver, crystal on uh, 3DS. The bad assumption, like if this kid wants to predict anything, which he obviously hasn't. Yeah. Not everybody owns a Switch owns a 3DS. Uh, I think the Switch just met like 3DS numbers recently and mm. like it's going to crush the 3DS. Yeah. It, it's just going to crush it. I don't own as many Switches as I own 3DSs. Okay. <laughs> I only own three Switches, and I, I own, like, five or six DSs, so... Only. <laughs> so keep that in mind. I only own three Switches. As much as I want to see it, like, I'd love to see this. Like, I'm not saying this is a bad idea. I'm not saying it's something that TPC I shouldn't do. I think it's just something that's poorly executed in that. Also, on top of that, I don't know how putting up ports of old games on the Switch eShop works with their model of the online they currently have. Pokemon's definitely a contender just to be like, hey, it's on the eShop. I think that's where it belongs. I think what they'd have to do if they want to put it on Switch, though, is you have to put it probably through, like, the Super Game Boy filter or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's how you'd have to do it. 
I assume they're just going to come out and just be like, hey, here's the Game Boy games on Nintendo Online now. You can play these. Mm. And then they won't have Pokemon. They'll be like, you have to buy those separately because those have save data or something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of value to putting Emerald on the eShop. Oh, there's absolutely. Some way to get Emerald. Like Emerald yeah. specifically, because like everyone has a ton of nostalgia, even though it's sold very poorly. You know, it's the worst selling mainline yeah, game. That's true. And people have a lot of nostalgia for that game specifically because we complain every year about the Battle Frontier. And so going back to like the old school one. It's kind of an echo chamber effect again because of like how, how much like we're just uber fans. Mm hmm. And like, we love the Battle Frontier and that's great. But, uh, like Junichi Masuda said, he says, I don't think a lot of people are going to play that. I think he's wrong. The difference between the Battle Frontier we had in Gen 3 and in Gen 4 versus what we have now is one, we didn't have easy breedable Pokemon like we do now to like actually take yep. on these facilities. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the biggest thing for me because honestly, the thing I loved, like one of the things I love from Isle of Armor was the new battle format where it's just like you take a monotype mm -hmm. and you battle as long as you can. Mm -hmm. I love that. That was like a mini Battle Frontier facility. Right there. I'm hoping oh, yeah. Crown Tundra has something like it, too. Much better than the uh, Battle Tower. <laughs> I love that a lot. Hopefully we get something like that in Crown Tundra, and then uh, maybe if there's more DLC, we just get like a new facility each DLC or something. That would be crazy. I would love it. I'd be fan. Yeah. yeah. I'd like that. I would love that. Yeah, hopefully it's not just that Galar tournament where you're doing doubles. I assume that's what it's going to be in Crown Tundra. I really hope that's not all of it. It'd be so sad. Because, like, I want DLC 2, and I know a lot of other people want DLC 2 as well, like DLC Pack 2, not DLC 2 mm -hmm. in Crown Tundra, but I know a lot of people want it. But, like, the thing that really scares me about saying, like, yeah, DLC 2 is a guaranteed thing, and I want it, because it's it is also, I think, honestly, in 2021, the best way to pull as much money out of my pocket with a vacuum cleaner for Pokemon, because I would pay them $30 to have another DLC pack that drops in like February and then say like August. And then they drop gen four remakes in, in November, November. Uh, then they've got $90 from me. Oh, easy. You could probably do it like February and June or something. Yeah. I mean, can... what was the retention rate? Wasn't it like 80% or something crazy? It was crazy high. It's... Like the DLC, the DLC was great. I think we'll find out very soon when the uh, reports come out, like this week, I think. The DLC is going to be like giant. It's a big deal. I want DLC to two to happen, but the thing that bothers me is just how Crown Tundra is set up is literally the pinnacle of what we would typically get at the end of a third game. All the legends and everything. It's all the legends. It's going to have the facility to battle your old... Yeah. Probably. It says the Galar Star Tournament or whatever, but... I mean, we got hints that from Pokemon Masters of all places that certain trainers might come like Lance to also go over there. That's the part that bothers me personally to be like, yeah, more DLCs coming. Yeah, because all that screams in-game content. Like that's how you would normally finish a regular Pokemon game. You go catch some legendaries, you go face some high high up trainers and that, that'd be how you finish. So that screams we're done with this entry of Pokemon. And also going back to like the Crown Tundra leaks, there's also like a reward for completing the DLC pack or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, maybe, but they could do the same thing with a second DLC pack in that regards. Because you're guaranteed to have both of them. Like, I don't think a DLC two is a, like a, as a surefire shot. I think it's something they should do. I think it's a win-win because one, as a Pokemon fan, I would purchase it. Two, as a Pokemon fan, I would go, cool, you finished the decks. I appreciate that you took the time to do that. And three, they, like it would restore my faith in that company, like definitely. I think the issue is going to be that we're 
it depends what they have in the pipeline. If they've already said, you know, for years oh, we're absolutely. doing Gen 4. If Gen 4 is coming in 2021, and especially with everything related to COVID, like they're not going to have the resources to spread thin and push another DLC pack out. Even if they liked the numbers they were seeing from like the early downloads mm-hmm. for DLC 1, I don't know if they have the resources. If they've already committed to, you know, 2021, we're releasing Gen 4 remakes or whatever. I absolutely agree with that. There's also, like, the chance that they were only, like, 30% done with, say, a Gen 4 remake Mm -hmm. when COVID hit. And they're like, well, if we continue this, it's not going to hit schedule. Do we just forsake this and go the D... And try to do a second DLC. That's also route true. Or yeah, so it depends else. on where they were in the development stage, because then they can be like, yeah, 2022 now instead for Gen 4. Like the future I see for Pokemon, like going forward at this juncture, like I, one, I would hope that the DLC just goes poof. We finished the decks. Here's more DLC. Here's Gen 4. That's, that's like the hope. That's the dream. And then 2022 is uh, Gen 9, which is a scary thought. We're still in Gen 8. I hate thinking about Gen 9 at this juncture. Yeah. Especially with like how bleh Gen 8 kind of felt as a whole. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's laying the groundwork for a new, a better Gen 9, though. Hopefully. We could say that a lot, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're working out the kinks that they need to do so it can be a, a better Gen 9, right? Hopefully. My big hope is, like, we get rid of this Pokemon issue where they're just like, oh, we, we kept some of the Pokemon out. At, at this point, like, if it, the Gen 9's on the Switch, let's say. Like, they've got the engine. There's no excuse, in my mind. Yeah. I think one of the big things, though, is just... To control the meta. Because right now, right now it's a mess. <laughs> They've done that before. That's the thing. Because right now it's a mess where, like, where they're listing the available Pokemon. It's like, you can use any Pokemon in this dex or this dex. And you can use Poplio, Incineroar, Cobalion. It's like, why are we, why are we randomly listing off Pokemon? This isn't, <laughs> this is not what it should be. <laughs> They've already done this before, though. So, like... You, we could still have the ability to transfer, but you just have the national decks, or not the national decks, but you have your different dexes, you have regional dexes, and you can keep doing DLC, which I think is the 100% way they should go. I'm very salty because I thought I knew Pokemon, and I'm very upset that they didn't, like, finish off the starters in the Crown Tundra and the Isle of Armor. Like, I, I think that is a really poopy move. Mm-hmm. I do like the starters we're getting, at least, though. Maybe. I don't feel too confident at this juncture, but... As a group of starters, those starters are my favorite, so I'm... Like, I don't love one individually more than the others. I think the Gen 3 starters being added in Crown Tundra were, was the incre- it was the right choice if you were going to pick one set mm-hmm. of starters that wasn't already in the game. For multiple yeah. reasons. One, because you still have the tradition where you can be bringing up Pokemon all the way from Gen 3, which the Pokemon company was this advertising up until the announcement of Generation 8, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's a video that was spreading around Japan. It was like the Pokemon Rescue Squad. And it was like this really, this is really dramatized. These guys are like driving around in this, like in this van. They get like a phone call from a guy because they found their Pokemon Sapphire cartridge under the couch. (laughs) Get it? They like clean off the context. They shove it into the thing. And like you watch it transfer from generation to generation all the way up to Gen 7. And it was like this really cool and powerful moment. And like, that was the big thing because like you could bring a Pokemon you like you could bring your starter from Gen three all the way up to Gen eight, and that's the I think that's the bigger thing they're trying to do with Crown Tundra is be like, yeah, you can have your Blaziken that you had when in two thousand three, and you can give it the hidden ability, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I was about to mention that item is definitely coming, so I'm excited about that. So it's going to be crazy. It's definitely an interesting thing to see. 
personally, what I would like to see is I'd love to see Sword and Shield itself finish the decks because I think this has kind of been, I, I honestly don't know that DLC was planned back in June of 2018 or 2019. It feels like an August decision or something like that. I watched a lot of like stuff on like the, what was going on in the background of Game Freak and stuff like that. And apparently like the decision to cut everything like they did wasn't like a unanimous decision in Game Freak, right? And I think I think Junichi Masuda mm-hmm. was just the one that's like, I have to fall on the sword and say, we have to do this to be able to meet deadline, probably. They don't have to apologize to me with their words. They can apologize to me with their actions. <laughs> It'd be a good way to close out this generation because that yes. would allow it to... It, I mean, we're, we're always going to have strong like opinions right now. It would set a precedent. That's the thing. Like, I want Generation 8 to finish with all of the Pokemon just to set the precedent that don't worry your Pokemon will be here within the next three years. Yeah. It'll give it a much yeah. better nostalgic look too. Like we're kind of looking on Gen 6 more positively now I'm noticing, um, but it will give it a much more. I've never been negative of Gen 6. Oh yeah. I've always loved Gen 6 for what they did. Uh, I've always thought that XY deserved more. Yes. It deserved that Z version. With the depth of Gen 5 story, I think a lot of people were disappointed initially with the kind of no story of Gen 6 where you, <laughs> where you just wander around. I think the difference with Gen 6 is, one, it still had good region design. It had a really fleshed out national decks, like, or not national yes. decks, but regional decks. Yes. Which they handled very well. Still the biggest, it, right? it's the, I think it's the largest regional decks to date still. Still at like four, 450. It was at 450. Plus. I think there were some extra ones at the end, too, with like Mewtwo. It, it wasn't much. Birds, it was like the Mewtwo yeah. and the Legendary Birds. That was it. It was like, it's the largest regional decks to exist at the time. Which is still at this time, too. It's nuts how big it is. Like, it had really good regional design. I think we gave it a lot of leeway because it was the first 3D game in that regard as well. I was okay taking the hit to the story because I know it was a lot of work to get all of the models mm-hmm. and stuff to work. I think they took everybody's uh, okay with X and Y to mean, oh, this is the amount of effort we need to put, we can put in. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that was part of it. It's not that it's, I don't want to call them lazy because that's a, that's a bad thing to do. They reprioritized their development. Yeah, I think they reprioritized what they... What like, they saw doing. the negative reaction to Gen 5 and the positive reaction to Gen 6 and were like, oh, that's the problem. It's like, no. Yeah, I just... I, I, think the story, the I think the story of the Pokemon company in general is just a lack of, like, communication with the fans. I, I think that's just the story. And... It, it always will be. I mm-hmm. I think if they finish the decks, though, in Gen 8, people can look at it in 10 years later and be like, yeah, that was a fun entry in the series overall. It'll be a fun redemption story. I think they could have done it better still by just being like, hey, we're going to work on the models and then we're going to drop them into raids when they're new. That'd be great. You've been saying that for like a year now, and it's still like one of the best best ways they could have gone about yeah. it. Yeah. Just have things show up. Add like 20 Pokemon a month or something like that. And I don't want to like claim numbers because I don't know how fast they can do it. Mm-hmm. Depending on how fast, they, how quickly they could get it done. Maybe it's only five a month or something like that. I don't know. It, it's, it's obviously that's faster. That's still but... good though. I mean, like we're- Like two families or something. Yeah. We're complaining but about what they're it. doing right now with water and ground and it was rock yeah. and steel last month. Oh, like, yeah, they, yeah. They're out of- They have nothing right now. It's not their fault. Like they- They've been releasing content literally since mm-hmm. the game came out. They've been yeah. doing featured raids, but we've we've ran through all of them. We've released all the oh, Gigantamax yeah. forms. So now we're not like only dead have space. we ran through them, mm-hmm. they're just kind of useless now too because we can just give them the suit. Yes, it's like well, I can just breed something, so I don't have to worry about catching. Which is yes. the way Gigantamax should have always been. Yeah, it's like it, it's it's fine, yeah. and you can it's ha- fine. Yeah, use battle ready too. So it. it 
diminishes the uselessness of raids even more. I think what they're doing with DLC though is great. Like I want to I want to end this on a positive note mm-hmm. because oh, if yeah, not I'm going to get an angry so iTunes much. review. People are saying like people are upset cuz I I hate decisions that they make. Yeah, they make bad decisions sometimes. Pokémon's still a good game. I'm obviously still playing it. I make a Pokémon podcast every week and I haven't stopped doing that. I think 2021 it is the 25th anniversary. I I think DLC is a really good way just to like hey, we can celebrate that at the same time as putting out a remake. I really feel like Sun and Moon was like pushed out there to be the new game because they wanted mm-hmm. to have a new generation be the kickoff for their 20th anniversary. Um, and with their three years mm-hmm. per gen cycle, that's just not sustainable to do it like on every five year anniversary. Yeah. Like yeah. video games have yes. been wanting to celebrate, which is really odd it, to me in general, though, is just like being like, oh, well, five years. I don't know that every five years is necessary. You know, it's like how we used to celebrate every f- 50 episodes or something. I think that's too much, you know? Yeah. I feel like after the 25th, it becomes less yes. special. But 20, 25th is notable, that, like, for sure. I think 25 and then every decade after that's fine. Like, I think a 35th anniversary is stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I think 30th, 40th, those, those are exciting. Those are exciting. Yeah. But, like, 35th, I, I would say isn't special, but then we've got all these Mario remaster rumors coming out. Yes. From <laughs> so, who knows? <laughs> I'm okay with that, but that's because, like, it's better than All-Stars that we got yes, it 10 is. years ago. Yes, it so is. So outside of mainline games, do we think Snap comes out this year or do we think it gets pushed to next, next year? We think it, next year. So that's the 2021 release? I wasn't sure if that would try for holiday 2020 or not. I could see that coming out like March 2021. I also wouldn't be surprised seeing it be the holiday 2020 release either. Just because we don't have a 2020 mm. release for Nintendo in general. Currently, and this is this is like a big like not really an indicator Right now, the placeholder date on on it on Amazon is the end of this year. Interesting. Interesting. I'm not expecting it this year. I'm expecting it probably somewhere in the first half. Yeah, of Yeah, until year. I saw that, I was on the boat with Sigma. But then, because uh, I was talking about, because like I have a Pokemon group of IRL friends that Mark and Ryan, hi guys. <laughs> and like somebody was asking about Pokemon Snap, and they saw like the they saw the thing, and I'm like, I guess it could. I'm like, I expect 2021, like early 2021. But mm-hmm. I could definitely see like them trying to push something for Christmas um, and have this be the Christmas release. But if they're going to do that, they're going to have to announce it soon. Yeah, I figure by like yeah. end of August, really. Yeah, like you're going to if you're going to want to there needs to be like a Nintendo Direct by the end of August. Like there really does. Mm-hmm. The latest is mid September, yes. I think, for and then a, a big announcement yes. set or it probably won't even be that big it'll be probably maybe three games oh by the way because we were talking about this leak this is how this all started and this is we'll end on this so we can all have a good <laughs> chuckle the direct announces by announcing pokemon generation 9 for 2023 no two years early three years early <laughs> yeah why would you announce it <laughs> no, years early, early. well generation 10 will be worked on at the same time but generation 10 will have a long development cycle until 2026 you can't even talk about like, Gen why would 10 you even announce because that? that's like the end of the life expectancy of the Switch. That's like past that. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You can't even, like what what consoles is it going to be on? I don't know. It's going to be on our phones. <laughs> oh, 2026 is a disgustingly long amount of time to think about. I don't want to think about 20. I'm still not done with 2020, man. That's too long. I, I'm OK with being done. with. I've got three more years of 2020 left. OK. <laughs> In 2020 time, in 2020 time, I got three years left. Okay, all right, uh, but this is a good place to stop. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you guys on the flip flop.
And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 009, Blastoise, the shellfish Pokemon. Its sword Gigantamax reading is, it's not very good at precision shooting. When attacking, it just fires its 31 cannons over and over and over. <laughs> Blastoise <laughs> has uh, been surprisingly fun He I, in VGC, I think, recently. This is what the team is today, at least. Mm-hmm. And his stats aren't terrible. I mean, base 100 defense, base 105 special defense. He's a bulky boy. Base 78 speed's not terrible either. No. We're abusing its speed today. Base 85 special attack, base 83 attack. Uh, you should definitely just run special attack because screw intimidate and snarl. Or no, snarls for special attack, but screw intimidate. Yeah, exactly. And also just look at Blastoise's move fool. Like, you, I guess you could teach a waterfall. <laughs> It might have liquidation. Ye- maybe. But we'll we'll go ahead. I'll let you guys start with the Blastoise. Yes. You can start with yeah. Blastoise on this team. This team is also dumb. I I'm <laughs> I'm I'm just telling you all in advance that this 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 team is dumb. This team is taking your fire water grass core to the extreme. Is basically what it is. In the dumbest way. In the dumbest <laughs> way. I'm just saying it because like you listen listen to the team members as we go on. Yes, you will notice a trend. <laughs> uh, so leading off the team is Blastoise. Uh, he has a G-Max form, but he's not really going to G-Max that much. He's carrying a Choice Scarf, Torrent as the ability, 252 Special Attack, 252 Speed, Timid Nature. Um, so he's running Water Spout, which is obviously the biggest thing you're, you're going to abuse that extra speed to get off a first turn Water Spout that has huge damage to your opponents. Uh, he's got Yawn. For, I guess, if you want to put things to sleep. I've never actually ran it, but it's there. Blizzard, again, to hit things um, spread. We have a very fun moment with Blizzard in our video, so do look forward to that. Um, and then he's got something else quite quite quirky. Uh, he's carrying Water Pledge, which is going to pair up nicely with our next Pokemon, which is Venusaur, uh, who also has the G-Max form and carrying Life Orb. Chlorophyll. Uh, 252 special attack, 228 speed, 28 HP, uh, modest nature. So Venusaur is running grass pledge. And so the way the pledge moves work in VGC or in doubles in general, if you're not very familiar with them. Uh, so the first Pokemon will use their move first. Uh, whoever goes first in terms of the speed chart, uh, which would most likely be Blastoise in this case. So he'd use water pledge. And then immediately, if you use grass pledge and Venusaur, it will kick in. Uh, it'll skip all other speed calculations and go immediately after that. And then it'll launch a 150 base power grass move. And what the pledge move does is sets a swamp on your opponent's side, which quarters their speed for five turns. So it's like a super strong sticky web. It used to be paralysis. <laughs> oh, geez. That used to be paralysis speed. No, yeah. no, that's old paralysis. That was, out- that was old paralysis. Yeah. Oh, I- oh, yeah. Quarter speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. So yeah, it, it quarters their speed as long as they're grounded, so levitates and flying mons are excluded. But it kind of gives you speed control for the next five turns. It's been hard to run because everything resists grass, it seems, in VGC. Yeah. But <laughs> it's there. Um, and so Venusaur's also got Sludge Bomb, Earth Power, and Protects. It is generally great coverage moves and is a very dangerous dyna- or Gigantamaxer. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Have you noticed the trend yet? <laughs> So I think they w- I, I think they will when when they hear about this Incineroar <laughs> with it 
No, that's on every that's team. True. That that's true. That's true. It's on every team. <laughs> it's an Incineroar with uh, with a Citrus Berry with uh, 252 HP, 156 defense, 100 special defense. It's relaxed nature. It's got Snarl, Fake Out, Parting Shot, and Burning Jealousy, which I didn't know what it did until I just talked to these guys. But apparently, if people have boosted their stats, Burning Jealousy... That turn. Yeah, that turn, Burning Jealousy will hit and burn them. And it will hit both opponents. So if you're D-Max, yeah. and you do something that boosts your stats as, long, as well as your partner, they both can get burned. Like Airstream Cinderace. Yeah. Cinderace boosts its speed, Cinderace is burned. Man, that's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, and so the next one is uh, Rillaboom with an Assault Vest. This is just Rillaboom. Uh, why isn't it Why isn't it G-Max? Why isn't it G-Max, guys? Um, it is. Oh, it is G-Max. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got, uh, it's got Grassy Surge, uh, 252 HP, 252 attack, 4 special defense, Adamant Nature, Grassy Glide, Woodhammer, U-Turn, and Fake Out. Oh, I I hate this. I hate this team. This team, <laughs> this team hurts me on a spiritual level. <laughs> it's okay. Next up, we have another fire type in Cinderace G-Max with its weakness <laughs> policy and the ability Libero. So it's not always a fire type. So, you know, just in case. Just in case. Just in case you were worried about having a second fire type. <laughs> Anyways, Max Speed, Max Tech, Jolly Nature, Pyro Ball. High jump kick, bounce, and protect you. Standard Cinderace. <laughs> and to go with it, and to help proc that weakness policy, we have the Primarina with the throat spray. Liquid voice. Oh yeah, this is the one with the weird EV spread yeah, for some reason. Very weird. Yeah, we have 252 HP, 84 defense, 140 special attack, 4 special defense, and 28 speed modest nature. I believe that's probably outspeeding like a 1 speed trend. I imagine that, yes. I, I guess that's where the speed is for. Anyways, we have Hyper Voice, because with Liquid Voice, it's a water attack that's a surf that hits both Pokemon and not your teammate. Moon Blast, because coverage and fairy type. Aqua Jet, so we can boost up that Cinderace with the weakness policy if they don't have, like, uh, an Ndidi or Togekiss on the other side of the battlefield using Follow Me. That's something you gotta watch out for. But if you Aqua Jet the weakness policy Cinderace, odds are you're probably gonna do pretty well. <laughs> and you get Protect because doubles. I hate this team. <laughs> What's to hate? I hate this team. <laughs> I don't know what you're the, talking the, about. The pro of this team is that if your opponent sees this with sees you with this online, like they're gonna think you're just one of those kids that's just like you put your favorite Pokemon together in, into a team. <laughs> And they're not going to take you seriously. I think that's 100% of what's happening. Especially when they see you click Water Pledge. <laughs> I, I think one of, <laughs> one of the times I watched B. McGee use this team on Showdown to pr try it out, someone uh, he was against is like, I hate that this is a team that actually... <laughs> <laughs> and I believe, I believe he continued to like beat him. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. It works. It works. It's got flaws. The lack of electric move really hurts sometimes, but... It works. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, if you want to watch P. McGee and Claude pilot this team on YouTube, you can do so over at youtube.com slash buckle podcast on which day? What day is it coming out? Wednesday. Wednesday. There it is. So check that out. Uh, until then, though, we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Sending your emails. You got me. 
And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where we read your emails on the show. You can send an email into pucklepodcast.com and we will probably read it. Every week we typically have a prompt. Last week's prompt was, um, I forget, actually. It wasn't in the episode because I forgot to do it. But I put it in the show notes. I wonder if anyone replaced Jolteon. Uh, they did. Bam did. Okay, good. <laughs> he he did replace Jolteon. Uh, I forget what the uh, I forget what the actual prompt was. I don't think anybody actually answered it. So uh, we will have one for you this week, though. And we are going to go ahead and read these emails, though, from you guys. If and as always, this segment is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Blah. Hooves. Hooves. There we go. And we'll give a Green Taurus badge to anybody we think wrote a good email. Uh, so we will start today with Sleeve. Hi, Puckle people. Sleeve here. I've been listening to Puckle PTU, the Puckle PTU feed, and it's got me thinking about what life would be like in the Pokemon world. More specifically, about what jobs would be out there. Now, I know we all like to think we'd be a Pokemon trainer, gym leader, professor, but the fact is that Those jobs are very limited in number. My current job exists in the Pokemon world. I could work in the Pokemon Center as a medical device expert, maybe managing a team of Rotom and Magnemite to keep things running. What do you think you would do for a living? Thanks for all the content you produce. Puckle fan, sleeve. Wonderful. Uh, What do I think I would do for a living? I'd be a Pokemon trainer. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Answer the question. Oh no! Do they? I, I don't like. I don't want to. It sounds boring to be like I'm going to do my job in the Pokemon world. Why would I do that? I want to be a Pokemon trainer. Obviously, you just walk a heap more around to incinerate all the uh, garbage on the ground. <laughs> 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 just oh, oversee the heap more is just incinerating everything. It's fine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like I don't. I don't want to do my job in the Pokemon world. I want to be a Pokemon trainer. No. Pokemon are too good at. <laughs> destroying the idea of physics uh a lot of the time yes (laughs) what's the point of studying something that they're allowed to change it's not fair magical (laughs) creatures that don't make biological sense yeah it'd be infuriating to be a scientist in the pokemon world (laughs) right imagine palkia just having a bad day and changing things (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh did you imagine okay uh so this next email is going to be from uh caleb Hello, Puckle. My name is Caleb, and I love your podcast. My first game was Let's Go Pikachu. Uh, mm. So, I may be biased, but I actually thought that game was okay. You are biased. That was mostly because you can actually get a Mew in this game via haggling with cousins. Or, you could pay $50. Or, unlike... Or you could pay $20, because it, it goes on sale pretty often. It goes on sale pretty often now, yeah. The other, the other thing is um, that I thought was pretty good was um, – so there's cheaper ways to get Mew, by the way, in previous generations. Like Generation 4, if you owned a Wii, you can get a Mew for the low price of $10 to play a My Pokemon Ranch. Only on Diamond and Pearl, though. They never updated Yeah, they never updated it in the US, which was really odd. Never got Platinum version. Yeah, never got Platinum support, which was weird. But you can do it. You can still do it for $10. Actually, they shut down the Wii shop, so probably not. <laughs> uh, I still have my copy downloaded, though, so... Sucks to suck. Also, also the Wii... This is... The, that isn't condoning these kinds of activities, but the Wii isn't the hardest console to soft mod. No, not at all. So... I I literally... I just got, I just got an extra Wii in a windfall. 
So my wife was like, we could sell it. I'm like, and what? Make twenty dollars? I'm like, we're gonna soft mod it. <laughs> I'm gonna soft mod it. Uh all right. My Mew is my favorite because he can do everything, and anything he cannot do can be done by transforming into a different Pokemon. Then Ditto is good too. I mean, it was for a while. It was OU this day. It was. It was for a minute. It was. It was when Dynamax was still a thing. Oh yeah. It was the best Pokemon. Yes. Like, number three. <laughs> anyway, Enough about Mew, I actually got into Pokemon via the TCG, so the transition to the video games was rough. Especially the fact that Psychic isn't weak to itself. There's only like eight types in the- well, I guess there were ten types in the TCG, now it's We've eight. We've killed two. We've killed two. Yeah, yeah, they killed- Wait, what else besides Fairy? Dragons kind of got soft-killed. They didn't, they didn't announce it. They didn't announce it. it, but also there wasn't dragon energy anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think, it was, I think it was more like, hey, we're getting rid of this energy, and then- it, Dragon type was stupid anyway. Those were the only two types they added, right? Since like steel. Yeah, those were. I I don't know why they got rid of fairy. I liked fairy. I liked fairy too. I understand that it was. There were a lot of types that only had like one type of Pokemon in it. Yes. Now that's I true. think we're down to just metal being pure steel, and because they moved yes. poison over to dark, so that was. I like poison and dark. I'm not gonna lie. Poison to dark is a good choice. I I, really I like that. that. Uh, that's the way it should have gone the first time when it went from grass to uh, grass to psychic. It should have gone from psychic. It should have gone from grass to dark. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, electric still is only electric too. So that's true. Yep. But before there were four types like that. So uh, my first cards were a first edition golem, a Xerneas, a Meowth, a Lillipup, and a Shelmet. Commas. They exist. That is a black and white pack. It sounds like. Yes, it is. Uh, well, minus the first edition golem, um, and the Xerneas. Oh yeah. That hmm. There's also only five cards, so this is a really weird pack. Um, since I got into Pokemon through the TCG, I feel like th- I feel that the simple mechanics of Let's Go Pikachu helped me get used to it before trying my second game, Ultra Moon. <laughs> I'm a huge Pokemon <laughs> fan, and I have thousands of cards. Yeah, it's not. You know, we're not feeling. We're not feeling too young right now. <laughs> no, I'm just sorry that Ultra Moon had to be the first real experience. Yeah, he never played like a real Pokemon <laughs> game. That's what I'm learning. Ultra Moon is like the outlier. Yeah. I I think Ultra Moon's better than than Moon. Uh, I I don't I, would, I, would I don't like Ultra Necrozma being there. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I don't like it being a story boss. <laughs> I like that. I if like you that. don't know it's coming, you're just oh yeah. Oh, I lost the first true. time. That was rough. Yeah, I knew it was coming, so it's like okay. I did not. <laughs> I am a huge Pokemon fan, and I have thousands of cards, and I have five of the main Pokemon games. You guys are more knowledgeable than me by a lot, and I learned so much from you guys. Anyways, thanks for th- uh, thanks for spreading your Pokemon knowledge with us, and keep up the good work. Smell you later, Caleb. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks, Caleb. Uh, so this next one is from Bam, who I do want to note adds the exclamation in his name now after yes. our conversation, as he should, <laughs> as he should. As he should. <laughs> so I do appreciate that. There's no excuse to not do it. <laughs> uh, his email is, Hey, Puckle Crew, Bam, here again. I want to start off by saying that I am very glad they did not try to do a Pokemon MMO here in the States back in 2004. So he is on topic, actually. Thank you, Bam. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and I had dial-up until like 2012, so an MMO would have been difficult. Even if I did have the internet power to play it, I have never been into MMOs before, so it probably would have turned me away from playing Pokemon. If the MMO were to happen now, though, it would be a lot of fun to play with the Puckle community. Now that I have answered the official question, 
I am now going to answer the more important question, which is Basket's question. What a, whew, a lot of, uh, which is Basket's question about replacing Jolteon on last week's team of the episode. Yes, we know Jolteon is not here. <laughs> we were quite aware as we were battling. It's really good at killing Gyarados. And then that team, that team it. was really good. That team was good outside of the Jolteon. Like, it was a good team otherwise. It's specifically only good at killing Adamant Gyarados. That's its one specific job. Wow, this is bad. <laughs> that is bad. It has only one type of attack move, too. It can only use electric, so it just got shut down by everything. I think this team is severely lacking in mons that take advantage of Dynamaxing. You are not wrong. So I would replace Jolteon with something like Togekiss or Dragalge. Uh, Dragalge. Some, Togekiss does Togekiss things, and Dragalge with an Assault Vest or Life Orb can do a lot of damage with adaptability. While looking at Pokemon that are common in usage on BSS, I saw that Rotom Fan is number 30 in usage, and I think that is amazing. So forget everything I just said and Rotom Fan, add Rotom Fan to the team. Uh, the item is up to you. Probably Air Balloon, but I would suggest giving it an Air Balloon. Okay. I didn't even see that you wrote that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just adding my own little quip and then there it was. Uh, anyways, continue the awesome work. I look forward to listening to the podcast on Monday. Bam. 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 Uh, I can't stop. <laughs> Uh, green Taurus badge before I forget. Does that go to anybody? Uh, does Bam, Bam was on it? topic. Bam! Bam gets the Green Taurus badge. I'm into it. I feel like he probably already has it, but sure. He probably does. On that note, uh, if you want to send an email in next week to the Puckle Podcast, which is us, that's me, mm-hmm. you can do so by sending it to PucklePodcast.com. Our prompt next week is going to be, what do you think Pokemon should release in 2020 or what or 2021? And what do you think it should be? Or what do you want it to be? I guess that's a question as well. Uh, send that in, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, there's so many ways to do it. Uh, the most important one is to go to the Discord and hang out with us in the community. We really appreciate it. And we, we really, really do. Um, you can also go ahead and follow us on social media over on Twitter. I've just started doing tweets on my personal account again. Yay. Yay. Um, so you can follow me at Trainer Thatch, but you can more importantly follow the podcast at, at Puckle Podcast. Yeah, you can watch <laughs> Shiny Lapras' Hatch. It's great. Uh, <laughs> Sigma Sigma loves the fact that he has a capture card now, and he's, he shows. No, no, that's even time. that's not even a capture card. That's just really that's just using the switches. Oh, that's nifty. Recording. That's even better. And then there's also the uh, there. You could also go follow us over on Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, you can also go ahead and watch us on YouTube, like P. McGee. You can watch P. McGee over on YouTube at youtube.com slash pucklepodcast. I guess I'm over on YouTube too. I do that, that puckle place thing. Mm-hmm. You, that's coming to an end. We're almost done. As I say, it's near the end. Actually, speaking of that, uh, since it's near the end, um, we're at the time where we're going to just do, uh, we're going to do victory road and grinding session all at the same time over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast on August 4th, which is Tuesday. Uh, of this week so if you're listening to this on monday or tuesday you'll know it's going to start around 7 7 30 come hang out be the co-host for that um i'm going to get the chat scrolling on the side and we're going to hopefully go through grind up some pokemon watch vaporeon die there have been uh there have been team changes since the last episode <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's a it's a good time we're gonna go ahead and we're going to uh i'm go watch that but yeah twitch at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast i'm over there on tuesdays and thursdays uh, Thursdays are more gym battles and raids. Tuesdays are a smorgasbord. Uh, right now, it's gonna be it's gonna be the fire red nuzlocke. Like I said, this Tuesday. But sometimes we switch it up. We do VGC laddering. We do everything. We usually hold a poll in the Discord to to figure out what we're doing. 
Um, and then ad- in addition to that, if that wasn't enough content for you throughout the week, you can go to Puckle Plus, get a Thursday podcast. It's a blast. Everybody loves it. I think Game Corner comes out soon. Yeah, Game Corner's this week. Next one is is Game Corner the next one? Mm-hmm. I know I know we rearranged the schedule. I know we rearranged the schedule recently. Yeah, it's Game Corner and then TCG Cast is back okay. the week after. Okay. Okay. I know we rearranged the schedule. Yeah. So check that out. And then uh finally, if you want to support the show, several ways. One, Twitch, you can you can subscribe over there with a Twitch Prime membership. You can go to Vite Ramen and use code Puckle at checkout for ten percent off. You can also go ahead and uh what what are the other ones? Oh my gosh. You can go to T Public, buy a t shirt, really helps us out. And most importantly, though, you can go to Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where we give out Pokemon and give you guys coupons for Etsy, all those other things. So definitely check those things out. So I guess that's everything. So here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been our Sigma. And I have been P-McGee. And it's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.